Good morning. Today's readings are from Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 46, and Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply, and from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. And from Galatians, we read, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Today, I'd like you to close your eyes for a minute, and I'd like you to take some deep breaths. I'd like you to empty all of the worry, all of those things that occupy our time and everything that's in our mind, and set them aside for a minute and just breathe and feel the love of God wrapping around you. So our scripture readings today, the greatest commandments and the fruit of the Spirit. And we preach on these pretty frequently. But I wanted to start today with something that I heard the other day. In 100 years, in the year 2123, none of us will be here. The houses that we spent so much time making perfect and building will have strangers living in them. Our cars that we've spent so much money on will be scrapped and won't be here. We will be nothing but a picture on the wall, the memories, the deeds of what we've done, forgotten just like those ancestors before us. Think about that. Think about how much time we spend on things, making them perfect, that won't be here in 100 years. 95% of those things that occupy our mind, that worry us, won't matter. They're pointless. So maybe if we took time and set some of those aside, we could live a life 
and change for the better. We could take time to live our lives more inspired by Christ. In a world that's bustling with distraction and complexities, that simplicity of love often eludes us. In Matthew 22, the Pharisees tested Jesus, seeking to entangle him in his words. They asked, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replies, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. These two commandments summarize the entirety of the law. Jesus reveals that importance of love, love for God and love for one another. It's not a mere emotion, but it's deliberate and active choice to prioritize God and demonstrate passion towards towards others. This profound love transcends boundaries, prejudices, and self-interest. Jesus says that the love of God is the greatest of all commandments. Because if you don't love God, those other commandments don't matter. They don't mean anything at all. And we love God through showing love for our neighbors. In the Jewish faith, they have a prayer that they recite at the beginning and the end of the day. And it's called the Shammai. And it's Shema Israel Adonai, Eloheinu Adonai Ashad. And they repeat it in the morning and the afternoon, and they do it covering their eyes. And it says, listen, people of Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That's how they begin and end the day with that reminder to love God. The love that this prayer speaks to us is love abundant, that overwhelming sweep you off your feet and knock you over with love kind of love. Because that's the kind of love that God has for us, but we're often too busy with all of those things to notice. This prayer says to notice that you're surrounded by, that you're infused by, that you're kept in life by love of God. God is that beating heart of the universe. It's that pay attention, everlasting type of love. The scriptures reveal the core of our existence, that commandment to love. Love for God and love for our neighbors intertwine as the foundation on which we should build our lives. That loving our neighbors is the second commandment, but it's not a passive suggestion. It's an active, intentional choice that requires us to transcend barriers, extend kindness, compassion, and understanding to all. But in that complexity of our human relationships, it's a commandment that challenges us profoundly. Jesus elevates that principle of love by placing it alongside our love for God. When we genuinely love God, it overflows into how we treat others. It's our actions, our attitudes, 
Our reactions towards our neighbors reflect the depth of that connection with our divine Father. Think about it. Have you ever met someone who was so full of the love of God, of the Holy Spirit, that it radiated out and touched you and you could feel that love of Christ? The passage in Galatians further illuminates this concept, portraying love as a fruit of the Spirit. As we allow the Spirit to work within us, cultivating that love, it becomes a natural outpouring of our character. It's not superficial, but it's that deep-rooted, bearing witness to our faith. Paul lists love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are indicators of a life truly rooted in the Holy Spirit. Consider these fruits as virtues that mark the life of a follower of Christ. They're not attained through sheer effort, but through a life that's surrendered, allowing the Spirit to work within us. They reflect God's character and become evident as we align ourselves with his will. That moment that we accept Christ into our lives, the Holy Spirit surrounds us and enters our heart and our soul to mold and transform us by the fruits of the Spirit into that image of perfection of Christ. And as recipients of the Holy Spirit, we have no choice but to trust and follow. And it's not something that happens in a minute. It's a lifelong pursuit. So I know we can get tied up in what really love really is. Defining love is such a tricky thing. It's not just that feeling of deep affection, or as I, when I was sick last week, that Hallmark movie kind of love. I watched a lot of those. It's not that romantic love, but it's God's love that divine love that's so much deeper than anything you have ever felt. It's not just a feeling or an emotion, but it's a way for us to relate to others, a way for us to show how much God means to us when we share that with the people that we meet. We love God because he first loved us unconditionally, he continues to love us with all of the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that we should show not only to God, but to one another. Love is an action. It's not passive. Loving our neighbor isn't merely a sentiment, but a call to tangible action. Showing things like kindness, empathy, and compassion. Loving our neighbors transcends those boundaries of genders, race, cultures, and status. Embracing all as beloved creatures of God. And when we prioritize that love for our neighbors, we actively contribute to building harmonious and compassionate communities that God wants from us. That essence of our faith lies in the practice of that love. 
that love for God and that love for our neighbors. We actively contribute to building those communities. So let's reach out to our neighbors with genuine care. Let's seek reconciliation for those that we have disputes with. Let's build bridges of understanding. May we be the ones to show love that it's a testament to our faith in God, that we are that beacon, that light of hope in a world that's so hungry for compassion. Let us be the ones to go forth guided by that Holy Spirit to live boldly and selfishly, to know that in doing so, we are fulfilling the heart of God's commandments to us. The connection between these two passages is evident. Love forms the foundation of all of the commandments, and the fruits of the Spirit are that natural outcome of a life steeped in love for God and for others. We embody this commandment of love in our daily lives by making that conscious decision to view every individual through the lens of love, regardless of the difference in our opinions, our backgrounds, our beliefs. Demonstrating love involves empathizing with the struggles and the joys of those around us. And it's not just Sunday mornings. When we seek to understand the perspectives of others, we foster that sense of unity, that sense of community that we need. Love is not just a feeling. Remember, it's an action to serve one another. Acts of kindness, no matter big or small, reveal that love of Christ working through us. It shows the transformative power of God's love in our lives. We must actively listen to understand. We need to extend grace in those moments of conflict with others and offer a helping hand without seeking reward. Our words and actions must align with the love that we profess. And I asked you a couple months ago, if I met you outside church, if I met you outside of these walls, would I know that you were a Christian? Would I know that by your actions, you were a Christian? In a world filled with discord, our demonstration of love becomes that beacon of hope. It's in those simple acts of kindness, in the way that we forgive, in the way that we encourage others, and that we uplift those around us that fulfill the essence of these commandments. So as we seek to follow Christ, let's take a look at our lives. Let's do some deep self-reflection. Are we living out that love that Jesus spoke of? Do we display the fruits of the Spirit in our actions, in our words, in our attitudes? How is that working? A God who loves each of us like we are the only one. Think about that. God loves you like you are the only person in our lives. This is a continuous journey. 
this labor of love, and God's grace supports us each and every step of the way. So as we depart today, let us carry the commandment of love within our hearts. May it be the guide of our interactions. May it shape our choices and radiate us to touch the lives of each person that we encounter. May we shine bright with Christ's love, remembering that loving our neighbor isn't a suggestion. It is our divine calling. May God grant us the strength and the wisdom to embody this love, creating a world where love triumphs over all. We come sometimes unknowingly, needing, craving that love, that coming home, that forgiving and sanctifying grace. It's a yearning we don't recognize or know how to acknowledge at times. But until we do, the table is open, and we go, and we receive, and we know where we live, because we live in Christ. We are changed by the acknowledgement. We are changed by Christ's forgiveness. We are changed in our openness to the needs of those around us. Our hunger and thirst are overwhelmed and sometimes they blind us to the fullness of God's call. But as we navigate our journey of faith, let us commit ourselves to love. Let us commit to wholeheartedly, selflessly, and inclusively love one another. May our love for God overflow with a genuine, tangible love for our neighbors. Let us nurture the fruits of the Spirit within us with love at the forefront so that our lives become that radiant reflection of Christ's love to the world. As we depart, let us go forth each and every day empowered by the Spirit to live out the heart of Christ in a world that's so hungering for that love. And I invite you to find a prayer like the Hebrew prayer that you can repeat every morning and every night to remind you of the never-ending, always-accepting love of Christ so that you begin and end every day feeling that love that care, that compassion, and then step out into the world and reflect it. Let's recommit ourselves to that love. Let's embrace that challenge of embodying the fruits of the Spirit. Let it start with us. Let us be an intentional and loving God with our whole being and extending that love to everyone around us. And as we do so, we'll witness that transformation, both within ourselves and in that world around us. So may the love of God empower us. May the fruits of the Spirit flourish within us, bringing glory to his name. Amen. Please pray with me. Gracious God, 
We thank you for your love that surpasses all understanding. We ask that you help us to live out this love and bear the fruits of your spirit in our lives. Guide us each and every day as we seek to follow your greatest commandments to love you and love others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we have a couple of reminders for you today. Today is your last day to get pictures taken for the directory. And if you didn't remember, if you don't have your picture taken and I don't have one, I will be coming to your seats to take a picture of you during service. So make sure that you go back. If you don't have an appointment, it's okay. Just walk back and we will get your picture taken. Uh, next Sunday is the Hanging of the Greens. So we hope to see you here so that we can beautify our church um, for the Advent season. And um, we are participating this year in the Pendleton Festival of Lights. So if you want to help uh, design that outside, you can see me because we're going to be setting that up next weekend also. So I invite you to go forth and love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, with passion, with prayer, with intelligence, to love your neighbor with forgiveness, with service, with love, and to love yourself with hope, with joy, with peace, and a little bit of grace, because we all need it sometimes. Pastor Scott and all the staff here, and I would wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving, and may you feel Christ's love this week. So go in peace and in Christ's love. Amen.